Newsbreak podcast. It had been relative to the run-up to the last 2016 elections. It had been relatively, relatively quiet. So there have been a few killings. And then, of course, again, on Friday, the Keter Test candidate and somebody else. And now this latest uh, Sanduzi area. So it's a matter of huge concern. I mean, one death is too much. You know, there are now fears, of course. It sows fears into people. If you're a candidate, then um, you just don't know if you can uh, even move around and campaign freely. Why has South Africa not been able to nip the bud when it has come to these killings? Look, if we're talking this province, we're talking now that most of the killings, not all, look, some of them have been in other parties or inter-party, a few. Most of them, though, are within the ANC and linked to various individual competition, uh, corruption, exposure, and, of course, um, competition over who becomes a candidate. The factions within the ANC, don't forget that. You ask why we haven't dealt with it. It's very clear. There's no real political will to deal with. I'll give you an example. This political killings task team is a waste of time and resources because there's an automatic conflict of interest, regardless of who the minister is. But in this case, the minister is a senior politician in the province. The potential suspects are his colleagues in the in the province. So he heads a ministerial task team which appears to report to him directly. Now that's a serious conflict of interest. We've seen commissions like the Moranic Commission of Inquiry shed some light on their findings about these political killings, but we have not seen the political parties implement those findings and try to find ways to resolve this. Should those political parties now be held accountable for that? they should be. I mean, if you go into, and it happened here a couple of months back in a a ward meeting, I think, where guys go in heavily armed and threaten people. Now, and I mean, it was happening, it's happened a lot in other elections before the 2016, you know, the people are known, they're senior ANC going in with bodyguards and threatening people. Now, the actual leadership of any party, in this case we're talking mainly ANC because they are the people most affected, but all the other parties too, if, if there's internal conflict like this, they, they should be held accountable because, you know, what I want to know, they do a lot of talking, you know, this is terrible, we'll go and see the victims, etc. But when people are, for example, threatened at meetings, then the first thing that the leadership should do is go in and say, no, nope, doesn't matter who you are, we're going to open the case, we're going to go and make sure the police investigate. I want to know what the ANC leadership's done about it. I've not heard they've done anything about it. Let's speak more about that. We've seen huge contention when it comes to the candidate list. Uh, we've seen ANC branches marching saying candidates have been imposed on them. What does it tell us about how powerful these positions actually are if we are seeing candidates now being killed for it? You get, first of all, at the local level, you get people competing because most of these people would be unemployable. Most of the people who end up as councillors don't have the qualities to be a councillor. And some of those that do 
end up doing the right thing and getting killed. So you get a lot of people there who become councillors because they push their way up on the party list. So at an individual level, you've got this type of competition because don't forget, if you wouldn't get a job somewhere else, a councillor is a very well-paying job and it also gives you access to perks. Remember that in this province especially, there are deep factions within the ANC. In the 2016 elections, you needed to be on the... You remember, at that stage, you had the Ramaphosa, uh, Senza Gunu uh, camp on the one side in the province and uh, the Zuma camp with his sidekick, Zandili Gomedi, who became the mayor of Durban on the other. So to get in as councillors in especially Tekwini, but also largely in Msunduzi. But Tekwini was particularly important because it's the biggest voting bloc, the biggest Zuma-supporting bloc in the country. We've seen the bulk of these killings take place in the Msunduzi municipality and the Itekwini municipality. Are these then the hotspot areas for political killings? Well, look, they're big areas, don't forget. They're heavily contested tested areas between the factions, between, let's call it the Zuma and Ramaphosa factions still. So the size of them, and and this historically has been a very strong ANC support base. Mfunduzi was one of the strongest even in the 80s, you know, in the early 90s. So theoretically it's possible anywhere, but as I said, I mean, Tekwini, the large Tekwini metro particularly is vulnerable, as is to a slightly less extent, I think, on Sunday. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.